how can we help people without killing more people off if that makes sense uh, yeah but that that's what right. i'm saying we have to do vr headsets <laughs> Welcome back to the radio show. We are here with our special guest, Bean. Say hello. Hey, Bean. what it do, baby? And I'm also here with my co-host, Zor. Hello. And it's me, the Caviar. I'm the I'm the new uh, introduction guy. Uh, Zor lost his job. Um, uh, what? No. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. That's how you want to do it. Fair enough. Okay. So uh, I, I was about to give you some praise for doing a good job, but now, no, no, no. I'm not going to say anything. Oh. Oh. Well, <laughs> uh, we have only had one special guest before. Uh, the biggest Titanfall streamer in Estonia. And uh, here we are. We are with a new, new special guest. It's Bean, who is the biggest, uh, uh, greatest non-professional Minecraft speedrunner. Uh, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow. Clap it up, guys! Yeah, let's go! Great. Wow. Biggest non-famous speedrunner, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, non-professional. <laughs> that means basically that I. Haven't even speedrun Minecraft, pretty much. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, my fastest Damn. is around two days, so it's quite good. I must Damn. say. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Zor. Like wow. he must be really good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It sounds but, like a uh, professional. It's actually Christmas Day right now. Isn't that kind of wow. insane? It, it, Christmas it's insane. Eve. We're recording this on yeah. Christmas. It's truly a Christmas special. Um, ah, yes, yes. Important that you mention that, Caviar. A Christmas special indeed. Yeah. It's Woo! it's like our present to all of you guys. I mean, I, I don't know if I would be too happy if I got that present. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that's the greater, greatest present, but... Ah, uh, you watch out. Unless you, if you want to come back here, I can't. <laughs> well... <laughs> But uh, it's kind of sad in Corona times because you know you can't do with a big family. It's all the restrictions. Oh and yeah, stuff. the restrictions in Norway are crazy. We have we can only be ten people, two days during Christmas holiday. Which yeah, is quite sad. Yeah, do you do you celebrate Christmas with a lot of people? Uh, I do uh, usually, but now we can't have that many people. So we got my half brother mm. came over and my. Um, well, uh, grandparents are gonna come over, but we're usually a few bit more, so it's gonna be a different Christmas holiday. Yeah, hmm. yeah. What about you, Caviar? Yeah, I've uh, I usually don't celebrate with that big a uh, family because of family drama, but um, I don't feel really feel the difference. But you know, it, it, it's I still can't like uh, socialize with with random people. On the street and spit in their face <laughs> on them. So yeah, you, nice. you normally do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. every day. Well, oh, but okay. Zor, do you feel the effects of Corona right now? Uh, not right now, cause uh, we usually just have. It's usually just me and my parents, and maybe my grandmother, and uh, yeah. But I mean, one question though is: Do Norway have the strictest uh, Corona restrictions, or? Because I feel like other countries are a lot more strict than what normally. Yeah, is. actually, I I think so as well. Uh, I know uh, England just had a have a huge lock now now because the yeah. virus has mutation. Mutated. Yes, uh, even I saw s uh, some Irish people celebrate because you can't travel be between Ireland and England be uh, anymore, uh, which is quite nifty. Yeah, you know how much the Irish hate. The English, yeah, but uh, but also I've I've heard that in Sweden they are finally doing the lockdown because the um, the health minister has kind of been kicked out of the of the of the circle. Yeah, actually, yeah, that... the death tolls are quite big. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, the guy who was like, no, we don't do a lockdown. It's fine. Uh, he has been kicked out of the committee of Corona, or whatever. A little late, but fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, uh. Too late is better than never, I guess. So. Tell that what? to the dead people. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
See, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me there. Isn't it kind of weird how, how they are doing a lockdown now? It's kind of like nostalgic about when we had a lockdown. Yeah. Oh, it was nothing nostalgic about this one. Uh, lockdown was, was kinda, quite uh, depressing, I must say. I, I, in the I beginning, I, 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 yeah, I think it was kind of fun in the beginning. Uh, yeah, in the beginning, yeah. In the beginning, yeah, yeah. it was actually great. I remember celebrating when we got free from school. Uh, yeah, I was like, Corona stream. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to get a lot of viewers, but that, no one came. That was came, the so first time I joined your streams, or when the Corona started. Was it? Oh, yeah. wow, okay. That's when I all of not... this uh, shit happened, you know? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Wow. Oh, wow. So, uh, I'm kind of happy. But at the end there, of course, it got a little depressing, you know, after a few months of not seeing anybody. Yeah, I, I, I had a small breakdown at the end. Yeah. It, I have nostalgia for the first uh, for the first few weeks. That I have nostalgia for that. First few weeks were great. I remember me and my friends hopped on some games and we just, we would play pretty much all day. And it was great. Yeah, first good times. Yeah. few weeks. Then I remember I I just I just played when we had classes. I just had the 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 um, the portable PC on my lap while I had the big PC behind, and I just played. Oh, gangster! Yeah, I did the same, but I I would just, you know, I would sometimes as soon as we had to do tasks, I would just finish the task real quick, and then I would hop on Discord with my friends and just play Minecraft. Truly great times. Yeah, but I remember the, the teachers weren't too used to the whole system, so they kind of gave. Some of them gave gave no work. I remember that the um, the gym teachers were basically like, do this thing and take a picture of it, and then then uh, it was kind of yeah. easy. But some yeah. of the teachers went just totally insane. They gave us so much homework. Yeah, yeah, I remember I had to write a whole Norwegian essay about Corona, like a big one. I remember like Damn. six to seven pages, I think. And this was in a span of like two two weeks, I think. And we had uh, we had also quite different things to do. Uh, this, of course, didn't stop me from playing g video games, though, uh, as usual. So true gamer, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true gamer. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I agree with that. Some teachers just gave way too much work, while others didn't give anything. Did well, how did you have it in the lockdown times, Lor? Uh yeah, no, I think it, in the beginning it was pretty good. I mean, I d I don't really like I'm I'm a gamer, right? So it wasn't big of a difference from my normal life, of course. Um, but yeah, no, the beginning, the the few, the first few yeah maybe the first month that that was nice but then it got a little sad um but now i mean it's christmas and uh, i know that a lot of people are like struggling because of this but yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think the whole uh, lockdown thing was negative but uh, like of course it helped with the corona things but um i think it also kind of made me appreciate uh, the people around me a bit more since I had kind of mentality that I can be alone I don't need people around me that much but not having people around me for a couple of months that kind of made me realize that uh, the people around me yeah. are important and stuff. Yeah, it, it makes you I mean uh, appreciate the social aspect of life a bit more I think as we as humans are quite social creatures and kind of need that social activity so when you don't have access to uh, well, uh, these social activities you look quite different. You you look at it quite differently, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And also, um, another thing is that um, it's kind of weird because in the start, everyone is not everyone. Like, of course, there were some who predicted it, but. Everyone assumed it was going to be a local China thing and that China was going to fix it and it wasn't really going to spread that much. But it really, it, it's been almost a, it's not, it's almost been a, it's been a year since the Corona thing started in China and it's still not really over. Yeah, like we used to like joke about it becoming a big thing, but like we never really thought it was going to happen, right? But then, damn, one day it happened and it was like, oh. Here we are, you know, half a year later, and it's still, still going strong. Even mutating. 
As, yeah, it's mutating as well. That's what's so weird. You know, uh, did you guys remember the Ebola outbreak in like 2012? I think. Yeah. 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 I, re yeah. I remember in in uh, uh, elementary school we would joke about it and we would like play around and say, Ah, I have Corona and run like uh, and basically joke around with the virus. Uh, and and that didn't become too big of a problem here in the West. But it kind of, kind of reminds me of how we acted in the start of Corona. We would like joke around, joke about it, you know, uh, it yeah. becoming a big thing. And uh, this time it actually became very big, uh, uh, a whole AIDS pandemic. So yeah, we we, we kind of underestimated it. Yeah. if you would say it like that. And it kind of made um, also made you realize that humanity isn't kind of invincible. Yeah, no, nah, definitely not. I mean, we're killing ourselves, and that's... <laughs> it's kind of our own fault, though. Human nature. Yeah, human nature, kill ourselves, very nice. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite, it's quite, we're quite different from other animals, if you look at it that way. Uh, I don't... I mean, a lot of, there's a couple of animals that kill themselves. Yeah, most definitely, but I don't think to this extent, definitely not to this extent that we do it. They don't really wage war against each other. Oh, not in the uh, way gorilla, we do. Some some chimpanzees do it, but yeah, not, based not on anyway. territory. I mean, we humans do the same. Uh, yeah, just on a much larger larger scale. Yeah, and the problem is say. that it, it it's affect it affects the normal populace basically more than the well so called elites or those who actually you know wage the war at each other. Yeah, which is quite sad, honestly. Yeah. One thing I saw is that um, you know the uh, the was like a saying in World War One that was um, people with hearts of iron led uh, and hearts of uh, lions led by fools. But uh, one thing is that if you actually look at it percentage-wise, more British officers died than the regular infantry boys. That is quite interesting. Uh, in there was a lot of officers there. Yeah, <laughs> must have. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I meant like percentage-wise. That uh, oh, yeah. oh percentage-wise. Yeah. yeah, well, I can see that happening. Uh, but again, there's those on the top, top. I mean, like if you look at world leaders, which actually, are, uh, which you could say are responsible for these wars, they don't, they don't really get too affected by these. It's just not to the extent that normal people do, I think. No. I mean, Hitler got depression from it. Well, right? yeah, well, I kind of think that's deserved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, if, uh, for example, a couple of the, a lot of the generals that um, was on the Soviet side, they they were they were facing a lot of danger too. Like, um, it, 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 I've watched like a documentary on um on like stalingrad and stuff and mm. uh the one of the field marshals jukov he there's like a counter of how many times he almost get killed and it's like 20 times where he almost gets killed that's insane. so i mean he he was kind of like a high-ranking man so it's not like but not like always the leaders get off easy yeah that, that is true I think, uh, yeah, at least in this pandemic, we see that uh, those who are affected are the, uh, well, uh, those... Boris in Johnson. A, yeah, Boris, uh, Boris Johnson actually, yeah. Uh, actually got it. Yeah, he actually and got Donald it. Trump. But if you look at the, like, the restrictions, that doesn't really harm him, him in too many ways, while uh, the normal populace, basically. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to restrictions, at least. Not necessarily... The pandemic, uh, I mean, this virus can harm anyone if you look at just the virus itself, but the restrictions, they they are much harder on normal people, normal working people. I know a lot of people that, that have lost their jobs, lost their income, which is quite sad, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, and, and the government uh, in Norway has had a lot of problems because people stop working because they uh, lose their jobs. They they don't pay taxes and they also have they, the government also has to pay the money since they uh, get like since they don't uh, they have like nov and shit so they have a, lost a lot of income so they are going to have to 
they use a lot yeah. more of that, uh, that bank money, that oil stuff. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest, is that really an issue though? <laughs> no, that's the thing. We, we, we got this security net of uh, oil money. And these are the times where we should use it. I mean, this is a pandemic. In reality, we can't save that shit up forever. Uh, sorry for the uh, curse word, but yeah, we can't use... We, we can't save it up forever. I mean, that's a nice, nice thought, but we should use it in times like these hard times. And we, we use it. I had do economics, and uh, the it, uh, from the budget, around 10% or 20 uh, a bit more than 10% of the, maybe like 15-20% of the budget that we have is from the oil money. Uh, so a lot of the money that normally goes in the budget is from the oil money. Yeah. But this budget is a lot bigger than the last one, a lot bigger. And we also get a lot less tax money since people are working uh, percentage-wise less. So it, it means that we have to use a lot more oil money this time around. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't study economics, so I'm not quite sure, uh, or I don't have any economics classes, uh, so you're probably right on that one. I just know that the effects on uh, normal people who have lost their jobs is quite, uh, it's quite sad. Yeah, happened. yeah. And we, we need to remember, even as uh, what you can call privileged nations or rich nations, we aren't invincible. Uh, definitely not. We can... We're still hurt by pandemics like this one. Uh, yeah, actually, a lot of uh, well, of course, now around uh, a lot of the pandemic has spread to many poorer nations. But in the start, it, it was actually more in the rich nations because we had more travel. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. But uh, now, uh, now it's starting to get to the to the poorer nations too. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but. Caviar, what um, what what was the main topic of this podcast? Again? <laughs> I, I I've forgotten. Uh, Christmas and Corona, but we have yeah, uh, Christmas and yeah, Corona. We okay. we get a bit off off topic, it seems like, but it's you know that's gonna happen. Who does who doesn't like that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who doesn't like us rambling on on about everything? So me and Bean have been talking a lot about. Yeah, the rambling on. So how about we get back on ta- track? How about you talk about Zor? Yeah. No, I mean Christmas and Corona. Hmm. There, I mean, there's a lot of some people, you know, doesn't even celebrate Christmas, but uh, there's a lot of people that does, and I feel like, as as you said, um, being that you usually uh, celebrate with a big family, and I do think that probably the majority do celebrate with a big family and therefore they are affected but it's also definitely i think it hits the hardest on the economical side people people losing their jobs losing their income uh, and therefore they're not able to provide the christmas say for their children that they'd like to provide which is where it hits the hardest yeah um i would i would say i have to agree i know uh uh, my father, for example, he works at a, uh, at a like a bar, right? And yeah. he doesn't have the and this bar is of course shut down right now due to Corona, uh, which means that he has to go to what we call knob, uh, which is uh, basically yeah, get a few bucks from the states, but it's it's not that much, and it's it, it means that he he can't really afford too expensive of Christmas gi- gifts or cri- Christmas gifts at all. Which is quite sad, and I think that's the reality for many people. I think he's a bit more lucky because he has some jobs on the side as well. But okay, I I know I I have to agree on the economic side. Uh, yeah, because I guess I or my parents were fairly lucky considering they both work in like the hospital, so none of them have lost their jobs during this uh, pandemic. Uh, but I mean it also you know tears on them you know there's a lot more pressure at work there's there's a lot more work if if say one of their um colleagues get get sick or something you know they could lose like half the workforce and the the ones remaining yeah i mean yeah but yeah no but it, it it's probably the ones that, that loses their jobs that 
Yeah, yeah. But stress-wise, it's it's definitely like I, I'm guessing your parents have have a lot more work now, and it's probably more stressful if I if I would guess. Um, yeah, but again, it's like they they have work, and you know that's a lot better than not than losing your job. Oh, absolutely. I mean, do do both of your parents? Uh, and both of your parents lost your job, or just one of uh, them? No, just my just my father. My uh, uh, mother works uh, with um, elderly people, so yeah, she, okay. she's in the yeah. same situation. She has to be quite careful with not catching corona, since yeah. if if uh, I mean if she she spreads it to maybe her colleagues or even the elderly, she yeah well, she might be not responsible for someone's death, but you know uh, that's gonna. The blame is gonna fall on her, and not not the blame, but you know she's gonna feel guilty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. So, but definitely the people that say have, or like both their parents have lost their jobs. Yeah, especially I mean, like and if yeah yeah like especially like the kids, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen a ton of uh, you know um, you know Finn right where people sell things and sell services and stuff like that in Norway. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a ton of uh, people that are looking for help there or support, uh, economic support. Um, Yeah. It was crazy when uh, end of November, it just boomed how many people that came to that website for uh, support. Yeah, because people need, even even if it's small jobs, that helps a lot, but... Uh, with these restrictions, that's almost impossible as well. Um. Yeah. And it's like one of the other um, occupations that uh, hasn't really felt too big of an effect from Corona is definitely, say, uh, I'm just going to say streamers or, or YouTubers or people that make podcasts, I guess, because they can you know keep their business going online they they don't have to meet anyone or anything they yeah i so i i would probably have to disagree when it comes to that cuz i see your point but i think they have been positively uh, affected pretty much cuz now that people are so much home you know uh, these yeah. streaming services and, and uh, well uh, independent creators they uh, yeah, get profit I, from it pretty much cuz more people I, need entertainment yeah, I have looked a little bit into that, and what you're saying is true. I think when uh, the pandemic and um, you know lockdown started kicking in in several countries, I think their viewership and and listening ship went up to like forty percent or something like, maybe even fifty percent. Oh, that's a lot more than. But what yeah, but again, another thing to think of is that they rely on you know the ads from views and stuff like that. That's maybe like. Fifty percent of their income. The other fifty percent uh, is sponsors, often, and they have lost a lot of sponsors when Corona came in. Because businesses and brands that, especially the ones that eh, provide services that are not, you know, act, you can't actually. They're they're useless now because of Corona. You know, they've stopped uh, advertising. A lot of brands, you know, they're a little. They, d- they don't want to use too much money on advertising any longer because they're they're a bit of a, they're, they're on a bit of a tight um, budget right so they they lost a lot of sponsors so it's kind of like even itself out with the views going up but sponsors going down so they, they haven't actually profited that much but definitely a lot better than losing your job oh wow that that is actually quite interesting I didn't even think about that. Um. But one thing I was thinking about is uh, I remember when the co- lockdowns first started in different countries, and it was kind of irritating because uh, to see all the all the rich celebrities like complain about how bad they have it while in the ma- when it was in their mansions and stuff. It was kind of irritating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that's a little annoying. Yeah, I don't like uh, generally uh, people that have like uh, well people who have a lot of privileges and are pretty rich to like um well uh nag too much about their life because like uh, they have a pretty good life and yes i can see this being uh well uh irritating and 
annoying. But I, I like I said earlier, I don't think this affects them as much as uh, normal people, uh, the working class. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I used to watch a lot of basketball before, and I remember there were a lot of these uh, basketball celebrities when uh, they had to be in lockdown to play uh, play these basketball games, and they would uh, nag a lot because they said, oh, uh, this is boring and I can't do anything. And while they were like inside privatized hotels, which were, um, well, very fancy, and better than most how normal houses, pretty much, and they would still, uh, well, yeah, say that they had it even, rough. Even even if they, it's not like uh, even even if you're rich and have a lot of stuff, um, it doesn't mean necessarily that you are going to be happy. No, not at all. But I think if you're gonna, th- that's all right. I I see your point. But if you're gonna well, if you're gonna focus on something while you're nagging, it should be that you're, uh, well, uh, that you can't socialize. Instead, maybe uh, that it instead that you have it so rough, if you know what I mean. Because there are a lot of people who have it a lot more tough than you do, especially if you're rich. Yeah, yeah, no, that is that is true. People definitely don't like. Um... Yeah, no, like, in general, people don't like seeing people, you know, show off or, or flex if they have stuff, and definitely not when they're they're struggling themselves, and a lot of people are struggling in these corona times. So, celebrities and and uh, people with a lot of influence, um, they, they gotta be a little careful now with what they, they, they say publicly, because um, they, they can get a lot of people mad a lot easier now than they before I, I i do believe that yeah absolutely i remember there was this um whole thing about i i i think it was like a blogger or something i think um sophia lisa i think she's called um and yeah, she, I think, she yeah, was I think I've yeah that. she was at a party or something uh, during the corona uh, uh coronavirus thing uh when it was a, li- a lot bigger and even bigger yeah. lockdowns and i remember there was a lot of things around this uh and i i can see people getting annoyed especially if you follow these restrictions uh you can get annoyed by yeah Yeah. people basically breaking them i i think i for example on the bus and stuff it's kind of irritating if you're the only one using a mask and and also uh did you hear about a lot of people who are breaking the rules and going to parties and stuff uh, with a lot of people and it's kind of irritating uh, for, uh, that that you are trying your best to follow the rules and not uh, try to spread the, the virus but everyone else around you it well, not everyone else around you but a lot of people are not following the rules so it feels like you your efforts are kind of wasted yeah well yeah there was this interesting thing actually my older brother told me yesterday while around the dinner table and he said that um when there when there's a pandemic and you see this pretty much in every pandemic there's gonna be the people that uh overestimate it and are very careful about these restrictions and then there's gonna be the people that do not follow any of these restrictions and take it way way less seriously than it should be taken uh and i think that is true uh at least for what i and yeah and the ones in the middle. Oh, just, of course. Yeah, there's yeah. always going to be a middle ground. Uh, there's no absolutes yeah. in this world. Uh, where, where do you think you guys fit on the on the scale of overestimating and underestimating in middle I, when I, it comes to Corona? I, I would think I'm in the middle because I th- feel like I do uh, take restrictions seriously. I, I, I haven't traveled. Uh, I take the bus, but I do keep in mind that I should have one meter. Um... I I do uh, do not party and I usually am not with more than like five friends and I think that is the restrictions if they haven't uh, moved it or anything uh, so I'm I, I feel like I'm following the restrictions quite well uh. but but one thing I was thinking about that I kind of wanted to mention is the 
Remember how we all did internet classes with the teachers on on Teams and stuff? Yeah. Um, do you think that that since a lot of businesses uh, have have had to do this as well, online meetings? Uh, my my mother's boyfriend uh, is like a leader for a uh, for a a group in the company, and he has done a lot of online meetings and stuff. Uh, that's basically his work. So uh, maybe maybe like things can be more done over the net in the future. Do you think that might be a possibility that instead of things being so physical that uh, maybe businesses will be more over the camera kind of? Oh yes, definitely. I do think that um, uh, different businesses have learned a lot about uh, the possibilities of the internet uh, <laughs> during the corona uh, crisis. I also yeah. heard a lot of uh, businesses that have that are actually planning to when uh, Corona ends that they want to do more like home office uh, kind of work um, than just like say before Corona they usually had uh, like when someone was going to work they came into the office they worked but after Corona they they, they kind of want to switch it to maybe have two days homework and two days in the office to like switch it up. Because yeah, and and also uh, I I also uh, heard heard that um, what is it, what's it called? Um, I kind of have a brain melt right now. I, I I was gonna say something pretty cool, but I don't remember. Oh, oh no, that is fine. Um, well, <laughs> I I think um I think during uh these Corona times, I think these web meetings are quite nice but i i think i i still think that people need to socialize with other people and family um so and and that's one of the effects we see um of the coronavirus and i think we have to meet in person so in the future uh when hopefully these restrictions have been um uh, erased uh when these restrictions are no more we can go out and meet each other and there won't be a there won't be a, necess- a necessity for these meetings as I, I see the I see it as convenient but at the same time I don't think it's uh, all that good long term if that makes sense yeah now I remember what I was gonna say so I, I was you know you know the the game VR chat yeah yeah I was thinking maybe in the future since being at home is cool since you don't have to travel uh, which helps with traffic and you also don't have to rent out a space to uh, have work, working people, so it's less expensive. So maybe in the future th- they will have like VR workplaces, where, where, um, f- for example, you know how um it, the bad thing about having uh over the over the um, teams meetings when you are gonna do um school, it, it's because like you don't have a physical connection. But what if it's like VR? So you're actually kind of sitting in a classroom with your teacher walking around. And if there's like a work environment, you actually are in a workplace thingy. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Uh, that could be cool. Uh, I don't know the science behind. Uh, well, uh, no, I don't know the complete science of how we humans act around each other. And uh, but But if it works, it could be very convenient, I think. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know if I. I think perhaps we we need to be, we need to be able to see each other face to face. And even though I don't know if you can trick the mind into, uh, well, um, well into thinking that there's something there when it isn't. If that makes sense, because uh, there's nothing there physically. If that makes sense, just it it's yeah. all in yeah. your mind, or you see it, but it's not there. If that makes I've, sense. I've tried. I've tried. Like I haven't done a lot of VR. Uh, the only thing I've k- kind of really done is like a a roller coaster thing on a on a museum where you sit down on a chair and you have a VR thing on your head. Yeah. And it's like a roller coaster. And I actually got dizzy and almost fell over. Well, oh, you sit uh, in the chair, right? Yeah, I sit in the chair and I almost fell off the chair because it, it fe- almost felt like I was there. Yeah, because that's the thing. Uh, that's the only difference I see is that you, you, even though you aren't there, you're able to trick your mind because you feel the things around you. You feel 
uh, I have done the same, uh, maybe not the exact same, but I've done some roller coaster thing as well, and it feels more real because you're actually moving around. Uh, but I don't know if without that, uh, well, um, if you can't feel the things around you, can you still trick your mind into believing you're actually there? Uh, that that might be a problem, but uh, yeah, it would def. I would think it would definitely be more. Uh, convenient i think it would be more convenient than just having i mean of course physical is best but if you kind of had a classroom and you had uh actually were in a classroom not like it tricked your mind into doing it uh with a vr headset and then the teacher is there and the people around you are there it feels more like an actual classroom so it's it's more kind of easier to kind of get into the mood of learning kind of oh yeah i have to agree the only problem I see is perhaps economics. If we do not look, if we do look at like, okay, let's say that you are able to trick your mind uh, into believing you're actually there, and it feels like you're actually there. If that makes sense, uh, how are people actually gonna get these devices? Because uh, we have to. If everyone needs to have these devices, then should it be state issued or? Um, well, how is that for, let's, let's say if there's two things. Um, for schools, we already get like PCs and we kind of buy them in, in the course of three years. But what if you do the same with a headset? And also, for example, with workplaces, it would definitely... Um, maybe they, uh, they could give you one because the cost, initial cost of buying a VR, a VR headset is pretty much less than having to rent out more space since you have a crew of 100 people you pretty much only have to rent out a building that's for 50 or 40 people since most of them are going to be uh, like half of them are going to be home in the vr place so you don't have to rent out a big uh, big place so that would be more cost efficient true plus that there would i mean there there's only a certain amount of jobs where you could actually have this like you can't you can't have a construction work you just <laughs> have his vr but headset on as ah oh, this is fun you, you and then he hasn't done anything a, in real life a situation like that because let's say if you're gonna plan out not like an actual construction worker but uh, if you have an engineer who's gonna plan out how yeah, to build uh, yeah. a building they could do it in VR since they could yes. actually like make the models and put it together and have a better like it's not just like a blueprint on the on the on the uh, on the desk you can actually like move things around and see the entire thing and like see how it's going to be and then you yeah, can that... show it to the customers and see like how how is this house the 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 thing you want is this how it it, it I think it would be pretty cool yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of pros and cons about this but i mean Another thing that might actually be good is that uh, now most of the um, yeah 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 what what I was saying uh, most of the like high end jobs that you can get you'd have to live in the in the city to get them you know you have to be where the company is and companies often have like their headquarters in like big big cities and stuff and it's expensive to move to big cities so now you could pr you could have and and if you have like a VR headset like that and you can work from home, someone that lives like far out and God knows where could like, you know, work for a, you know, right. high-end company, I guess. That is true. Uh, I, I see uh, I see another problem, though. Uh, this might not be the biggest problem and there's probably a solution to it. I'm just thinking transport-wise because, uh, well, I'm, I, I would guess that... Um, well, what can I say? Uh, I don't know what it's called, uh, but the transport industry basically would lose a lot of money uh, by yeah, people not uh, using their services. Maybe uh, It's probably still good, but if people just spend all their days at home pretty much, uh, well, there's um, not going to be uh, yeah, any reason but that, to take that's these. That's kind of positive. That's positive. That's uh, not necessarily. Uh, well, well, because for example, in the Corona times, you of course don't want people to take the bus. And for example, in uh, normally, you, a lot of cars are not uh, electric. So if if a lot of places have have a lot of um, car non carbon efficient cars or non electric cars, 
there would be less traffic and also the essential traffic like transport trucks and buses that can transport a lot more people there will be less traffic so they can get around more easily so we'd be more efficient overall and also less carbon emissions perhaps more efficient but you would uh you would render a few businesses useless like uh, or not useless but they would certainly decrease in uh, revenue uh, like yeah. the car industry and maybe perhaps that is not a bad thing like you said not for the environment perhaps and maybe not under like maybe it's not bad under a pandemic like this one but i still see problems with it uh and i do think that we need uh, a good public transport uh, system even if this happens uh, yeah, but like buses get delayed all the time because of traffic, but with less traffic, buses can be more easier and be more appealing. Yeah, well, perhaps. I, we'll see if it ever happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've kind of moved away from the topic again. Uh, yep. No, it, uh, yeah, it vaguely has something to do what we were talking about. So it's yeah, <laughs> it's vaguely. Yeah, 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 you're correct. Well, um, but but back on track. Christmas with co- Corona. Um, w- one thing I heard a lot of the government talking about how uh, it's probably gonna be more Corona in Christmas times. Uh, so w- would how long do you think? It's before Corona is totally eliminated, like since it's gonna increase and stuff in the in the in. I mean the vac the vaccines are coming now. Uh, doesn't necessarily ha- uh, matters because here's the thing: um, a vaccine only helps uh, if you can't get the virus again. The problem is people have been realizing uh, that oh, you certainly can get this virus again after being. Uh, well uh, infected once which means that maybe a virus is not necessarily gonna stop it or end it all um, wait but wait what are you saying because when you're vaccinated you're not gonna get the virus well well that's the thing um, you, you could say that but see the thing is people have been getting affected infected by the virus once right yeah. And they have been, after that is over again, they have been infected a second time. Uh, yes, but you're not going to get it if you have been vaccinated. No, so no, I don't, I don't see your it's, point. It, it, it is a point, because the whole if you get, uh, the, for example, the flu or something like that, uh, you can't get that same strain of flu again. It always mute, mutates. So, for example, if you have a disease you're not gonna uh, even you finish with it you're not gonna get it again and that's what the vaccines are it gives you a small part of the disease to make you immune but yeah. if if for if for example people get the virus corona but still aren't immune that means that maybe um uh, uh, uh like vaccines are not gonna be effective since since the actual real deal getting the virus um doesn't make you immune that maybe some of the um they don't work maybe i don't know yeah uh yeah so that that was the point i'm trying to make but if you if you look at let's say the vaccines do work uh, um uh, let's take that scenario and let's say that the vaccines do work then i would maybe look at uh perhaps two years but with light restrictions as the well um majority of people that are um well what can we see in the danger zone of the virus are gonna get the vaccine i would think that it would perhaps take two years before we would see the end of it pretty much or the end of massive spread of the virus perhaps uh, 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 what, what do you say Zor? are you more optimistic or more negative to the outcome mm, i'd say i'm more optimistic to be honest because, I mean, first they're going to vaccinate the uh, the people in the danger zone, then they'll vaccinate um, medical personnel. Uh, and everyone under, I don't know if it was, I think it's 18, will not get vaccinated because it hasn't been tested enough. And I don't think they were going to, it wasn't going to take that 
long before they and i mean when when all the people in the danger zone um or i mean when people start getting vaccinated i, I do think that spread is going to go down by a lot perhaps um, that, that that depends on how fast they can issue really the vaccine uh, i mean it, it is coming out in like it is any time now yeah but it's expensive as hell I mean, the Norwegian state is rich as hell. Well, you can say that, and then we think we have too much money, and then we spend it all, and then we're broke. Well, uh, at least we have our grandparents. Well, that is true. Well, that is. I mean, the 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 mutation over in uh, Britain now. You know, they had some experts to like try to figure out what was the best best way to try and stop it because not even lockdown was working. And they said, like, the only way we're going to be able to stop this is vaccinating. Well, that might yeah. be true. But, uh, well, if I, if my I scenario mean, is how it's going to happen and these vaccines, um, uh, well, do not work. Well, what do we do then? Uh, as uh, At some point, we have to see how, also how much these uh restriction oh, okay how do i put this you know these restrictions have a uh, these restrictions also cost lives just in a different way um uh, perhaps from depression people kill themselves uh during this epidemic we've seen more people kill themselves um even in norway so uh, there's a point of where we have to see how how many lives can uh, like how how can we help people without killing more people off, if that makes sense? Uh, yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. We have to do VR headsets. <laughs> Perhaps. It, it's not the dumbest idea. It, it's definitely not. And it might actually be a weird solution to a weird problem. Yeah, because well, you can socialize. And yeah, it not, might not be physical, but you're not supposed to be physically uh, like near people. So it, it is the, it's a good solution. Yeah, Perhaps. I mean, I mean everything would have had to be redone, but I've been sure. <laughs> well, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if that was the future? I just can't see it happening the next. I mean, I I don't know, I don't know, I I have no clue. When... Yeah, I mean, we're we're only teenagers. We can't expect teenagers to save the world either. That's uh, can we though? I do think we can, uh, honestly. I I. I think you gotta, I mean, well, perhaps, but we don't have all the knowledge either. I mean, I mean, I think that the last decade have shown that, the, like, the, the younger generations are definitely the ones that can solve problems compared to the older ones. Yeah, do you like, remember the older that, ones are just... remember that Swedish goblin that maybe made us go protest? Oh, I yeah. never protest, <laughs> and and I to be fair, I I uh, I don't want to. Uh, I, I don't just, like. I, yeah, I, I just a, don't. I dislike thing. Greta Thunberg a bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I, I think I I saw this guy. I can't remember his name. I, I what I really dislike about like Greta Thunberg is really the uh, recognition she's gotten without actually having any solutions. Because I saw I I I know about this guy that creates. Uh, uh, something that removes basically plastic from the water which is a great thing and he has basically gotten no recognition and he actually yeah. has a solution so I think we actually uh, I believe that climate change is a real thing and I believe that we have to do something but protests won't do anything we have to actually look at solutions and the yeah, German German carbon removers Oh, that that is what it's called the the what the the like the big uh in, the big like what is, I don't know what it's called like a machine but there's a big works uh in in Germany that actually are working on removing carbon from the air and storing it deep underground so we just had to put up a hundred thousand of those around the globe and then we're done we can we can do as much carbon we want well see that's another solution that I haven't heard about and it's a good solution. And that is what we actually need to know about, and because the normal people, uh, normal people don't see this stuff, and I haven't either. And these are actually solutions instead of, well, 
protests because a protest is yeah. a way to get recognition but not a way to necessarily uh solve something if that makes sense yeah and also yeah. a lot of the people who went to protest were just fakes like yeah. I, I i remember when we when the protest stuff happened like two-thirds of my class went out to protests but i uh, i know for a fact that like most of them don't even care about the environment yeah yeah no i definitely don't think uh, pro- protesting is what's going to save us but i will say that all the climate change protests they have brought more light on the topic and have brought in more discussions and more people that are willing to act so it's not it's not bad that they're protest protesting it's just that pro- protesting itself is not going to help us it's just it's not going to solve the problem no. it's just going to bring more light Absolutely. to it but it does show it does show that teenagers can have influence so yeah Oh yes. Yeah, absolutely. I I have since, to agree. Since since one little Swedish goblin ma- managed to get <laughs> so much attention, then maybe us the rest of us can also do some stuff. Well, yeah, that is true. But we need. That was kind of my point. We need solutions. We can, uh, well, we can protest as much as we want. But if we don't have the solutions, there's not. We're we're not going to be able to do anything about it. So I I yeah. think we need to as as a society and whole we need to stop protesting. Uh, we need we need to stop glorifying this thing of protest because it's 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 not inherently good. It's not that protesting isn't bad, but if you don't come up with solutions, protesting yeah that's help very true at all, and it's a yeah. waste of time in that case and a waste and of recognition. And also, it can be dangerous. Yeah, dangerous indeed. Since, like, for example, in America, they've had a lot of anti-mask protests where that, like, so infuriating. But I think that we have uh, done a pretty long episode. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. have to, you know, edit this one tomorrow be- because I'm leaving in two days. So yeah. uh, You're going to have I a lot of fun tomorrow. Yeah. Woo, six hours. No, no, not six hours. Maybe, like, four hours of editing. <laughs> Woo! Yay, that's our Christmas present to Caviar. Yeah. yeah, thank you. So, uh, who wants to do the the ending? Like, Well, uh, I can part? try. I haven't done it before. Okay, yeah, come go on, for come it. Come on, come on. Okay, how do I do the ending, though? Just just say something. Okay. Just say something yeah, that, on, like, finishes it. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. It has truly been a pleasure to uh, be here with Caviar and Soar. And uh, we'll see you another time. Goodbye. Fantastic. Fantastic. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.